0: Saharam dear listeners and welcome to Trist with Divinity, our series of conversations with people who have been touched by the love of Bhagwan. And today we are fortunate to have in the studio someone who has not only been touched and in fact submerged in the love of Bhagwan, but also has submerged many others in his love. Someone who has been a towering inspiration to hundreds on how to love God how to experience His presence in every sphere, every act and every moment of our lives. Today is July 12, 2016, the inaugural day of the glorious World Youth Festival in Prasanthi where 3,000 young hearts have converged in this sacred hamlet to celebrate the joy of having Swami in their lives and the satisfaction of dedicating their lives in His mission. All of them This evening, we are blessed to listen to someone who has been there and done that and done it with so much joy, confidence and satisfaction. The extremely humble, soft-spoken, confident and calm Sai bureaucrat, Mr. Hariranjan Rao, IAS. When he finished his inspiring talk, which was delivered with so much conviction and passion, I am sure every youth there felt, Swami, please make me like him. I too want to be an instrument in your hands. It is indeed His grace that the world, youth, youth from all over the world had the opportunity to listen to Him today and our privilege now in Radio Sai to have Him again for this special episode of Trist with Divinity. Even as we wait to begin this conversation, let me just take a minute or two to share a little about Him by way of introduction. Hailing from Madhya Pradesh, the central state of India, Mr. Hari Ranjan Rao was an illustrious student Right from his school days, he was the topper in the entire district in his 12th grade. Later on, he went on to do his bachelor's in electronics and telecommunications from SGSITS Indore, a leading institution in the state of Madhya Pradesh. Then he moved on to the prestigious Indian Institute of Management, Bangalore, for his post-graduation in public policy and management. Keen on serving the country, he cleared the most coveted IAS Challenge and became an Officer of Indian Administrative Service in 1994. Since then, for 22 years now, he has served in various high-profile positions in the government of Madhya Pradesh. He has been a District Collector, Additional Commissioner, Commercial Taxes and Project Director in Urban Development Department of the Government of Madhya Pradesh. Currently, he is the Secretary to the Chief Minister of Madhya Pradesh in the Departments of Tourism and Public Service Management. He is also the Managing Director of Madhya Pradesh State Tourism Development Corporation. Well, that's a very brief introduction because he has held many positions in this illustrious career in public service, being a member of several board of governors of esteemed institutions as well as Managing Director and Chairman of many initiatives of the state of Madhya Pradesh. But if you ask him his greatest accomplishment... I am sure it would not be anything other than being an instrument in his hands in whatever capacity the Lord gave him to serve society. With great gratitude to Bhagwan for enabling this episode of Test with Divinity, I welcome you, sir, to the studios of Radio Sai.
1: Thank you, Prashti. At the lotus feet of divine Bhagwan, I put my humble pranams. And I think you have been rather too generous and uh, I don't think when we are sitting in Radio Sai, such long introduction is needed. Suffice it to say that I am a Balweka student and and he has rightly pointed out, yes, I am proud to be an instrument in the hands of Swami.
0: Wonderful. Your words only make me feel that my introduction was still not enough. (laughs) But
1: congratulations
0: for this wonderful talk this evening. It was so inspirational.
1: Thank you very much. I think it was Swami who spoke because when I was thinking of jotting down my points I really could not think of what all to come what to say what not to say. So as I always do I finally told Swami look it is your job. <laughs> so then life becomes easier, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so when you always leave it to Swami then he makes your life easier. Mm. So I'm I'm really Touched, I am delighted and I am grateful to Swami for giving me this opportunity to speak here because speaking in Saikul Vant in Prashant is like every Swami's devotee who comes here He loves to listen to speakers here and if you are on the other side of the crowd and you are going to speak next to Swami samadhi I think this is the biggest honor one can get in life
0: did you think you're going to be part of this World Youth Festival? Uh, when did this happen and how did this happen?
1: Well, I think it happened only around uh, around a month back when I got a phone call from uh, Brother Gopi. Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, India President has desired that you be part of the team. So I said, well, I'll be very happy. Whatever way I can contribute. I think it started with my services to be hired for doing the translations. Oh, is it? <laughs> <And> <laughs> I started like that, <laughs> and translation uh, from
0: uh, English to Hindi. English
1: to Hindi because I'm mm. I'm am, I am from a Hindi-speaking state and I did my schooling in Hindi, so I can claim that my Hindi is <laughs> fair enough for at least translation purposes. Also, because I have been uh, uh, translating Professor Anil Kumar's speeches to Madhya Pradesh delegates whenever mm. it comes to Prashantinilam. Mm-hmm. So that much of, little bit of past experience helped But no, I am in a lighter vein I, I was also uh, advised and asked whether I could come I said I will certainly come It's a it's an opportunity which Swami is giving I would never like to miss that So that's how I am here hmm.
0: So actually you initially thought you will serve as a translator And Swami made you a speaker But
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I will still do the translators Rob, because I, love I know,
0: <laughs> given what you are <laughs> You know, the, the the reason why your talk was so inspirational is because it came with so much of conviction. It came with so much of passion. And I want to ask you, you know, how and when did this uh, um, rock-like faith and conviction in His divinity happen?
1: Well, uh, Brother Prashti, actually, I almost, I would say, opened my eyes in Sai fold. Mm. Because my parents uh, joined the Sai movement in uh, I think late seventies, and I was a child then, and uh, so I had come to first world conference, then second world conference okay. with my parents and my aunts who were then living in Mysore. So coming to Puttaparthi has been uh, a very frequent phenomena for me, and uh, more than that, I was a Balvikas student. My mother was my first Balvikas teacher, so. faith in Swami and rock-like conviction as you beautifully uh, portrayed comes because uh, I have lived this way right from my childhood and uh, that's what I feel that Swami and His infinite love has been firstly part of my life everything else has come later so I, I did very good in my school's I did my engineering. Then I got into IAS. All this is later and later on additions. So you can say that all this is actually by Bhagwan's grace that I have achieved all this. Or this is this is one of the many things that one happens to one's anything that happens to one's life. But you are essentially uh, Swami's child. That is something which is uh, fundamental. So so I think that's the reason for the conviction.
0: Wow. So you were born into a family and into an environment where uh, bhagwan was revered as god and your parents told you he is god and you just uh, m- believed and uh, was in that um, in that mold and in that in the frame of mind you grew up but as you uh, become a teenager uh, did, did it never ever occur to you that you know this is what my parents have been telling me all the time but i think i should also on my own, just find out who this person is. It never occurred to you. You just had that f- faith because your parents told you you believed in him completely right from your childhood.
1: Well, uh, I never uh, doubted or had this thought that I should be inquiring myself. Because uh, I was also myself experiencing the Swami's infinite love.
0: Oh, you were already experiencing
1: So, I mean, I was coming to Prithuparthi. I... I used to do seva as a small child. I remember Mm. when in one of the world conferences, the gathering was in the Hillview Stadium. Mm. In those days, even the Hanuman statue had not come up. Yes. And uh, so, as a small child, I was given a responsibility. In fact, I volunteered and I was given the responsibility to, you know, serve water, drinking water because it was very hot and Mm. the devotees were sitting in the open sun. And so, like a small monkey, I was running around taking a small bucket because Mm. I could not lift the large bucket and in that small bucket I would take water from a tap near the hostel and then run back and while doing this suddenly when I came back towards the hostel to fetch water Swami's car came there and suddenly Swami stopped his car there Mm. and he just lowered his window and he looked at me and gave me such an infinite smile that I froze there and I was a very small young child. So, I think when when you start getting grace or Bhagawan at this age, yes. you don't have a reason to then doubt. There, is, oh there yeah. is no question of doubting anybody. And secondly, why should I doubt? Is there something wrong which I should be doubting about? There is nothing wrong. The divinity of Bhagwan is established. And I never found reasons to doubt. Hmm. Also because when I grew up and I went to college, <coughs> I did have a lot of... Uh, friends of mine trying to distract me or trying to tell me that I was, you know, archaic or I was you know, um, trying to be uh, irrational by believing in all this. But I think I stood my ground because I didn't find what I was doing was wrong. And uh, in fact, I was not doing anything wrong. I was doing good things. Mm. I was In Swami's fold, I was attending seva activities, I was attending biological classes. Whatever I was learning was something good that I was doing. So, there was no reason for me to go wayward. And I am sure parents have a major role to play in this kind of conviction.
0: Yes. Amazing. I
1: think it, it
0: is, as you very beautifully said, because Swami has already started so much love, you start started experiencing His love. So there is no reason for you to at any point in time uh, have any sort of reservation about accepting Bhagwan as divine. But, and as as you very beautifully also said, it is, uh, and most important thing is, is, is the upbringing of, of that uh, family that you had, the parents that you had. And you were in Balvikas. But, you know, going back to your college days, and I think at that age, it's really difficult uh, um, trying to follow everything that you've learnt in Balvikas. But was it really difficult for you trying to um, be the cool guy or you never wanted to be that cool guy? You know, when, you, when you're in the college, there's a lot of peer pressure to do many things. And uh, when you try to follow everything, uh, at, at, there, there are point, points in time when you perhaps stand out of, out of the crowd and you, you sort of become the odd man out. Did you have any such moments and and you know felt very difficult time to be a Balvika student?
1: Oh, in fact, most of the time, <laughs> I was odd person out, mm. but for good reasons, my steadfast, uh, my steadfast faith in Swami was so visible that all my friends uh, sort of had a respect for me, oh. so they knew that I'm an outlier, I don't belong to the general crowd, but they never uh, put me in an outcast category. On the contrary, I was always consulted when they had some saner things to do. They (laughs) thought that I was the right guy to talk to. (laughs) So, uh, there are instances, for example, in my hostel, and this is how uh, childhood uh, association with Swami helps, you know. Mm. In my hostel, we didn't have drinking water. And there was no water, so there was panic panic. People didn't know how to go about it, how to get there, fetch the water. There used to be one waterman who would come in the morning and then he would fill up waters in all the rooms, Mm -hmm. in pots. So, I very, very innocently, I picked up my jug. I went to the bathroom, opened the tap and filled up my jug. Came back to my room, put vibhuti in it and I drank. Mm -hmm. Now, my friends who were watching all this, they were quite aghast. They said, what are you doing? This is this is not the potable water. This is a water to be used for the toilets. I said I have put vibhuti, so therefore I don't have to worry about it now. I have drank. So you know these kind of eccentricities of mine, well established <laughs> that uh, I cannot be, you know, took to. I cannot be taken to the path which um, the conventional wisdom thought that a youngster hosteler in an engineering college should be doing. Mm. In fact, uh, some kind of moral uh, strength and courage that I had with me always stood with me to the end. Uh, For example, uh, in my college days, uh, whenever there used to be uh, fights Mm -hmm. or disputes among my friends or colleagues, hostelers, they would come to me. As if I am an unforeseen judge. <laughs> so not that I had any law degree, but somebody everybody thought that if you go to a hurry, there'll be fair play. Hmm. Now the sense of fair play was because I was a Swami student, nothing yes. else. Yes. So because that's ingrained. If you're a Balvika student, you would not like to do things wrong and you would yes. like to stand by the right things. Yes. It's just a question of your training. Yes. So, but nobody forced me to smoke or drink. On the contrary, anybody who would smoke in the hostel would avoid my uh, presence because they would feel ashamed to smoke in front of me. Wow. Or, uh, and but I was a good friend of everybody. So, in fact, I still remember one of my friends who unfortunately is no more, he died in an accident. So, one day he said, look, hurry, I am very depressed today and i want to go and have a drink will you accompany me to the bar and i said well if you want me to accompany you to the bar i will come but you know that i don't drink he said i know very well that you don't drink but i want your company so i said then let's go and i sat with him in a bar in a very shady kind of a bar near the <laughs> bus stand where he was drinking beer and all kind of stuff hmm. for 3 hours i sat with him i was drinking nebu pani and he was drinking <laughs> having his beer and uh, the hard drinks but he was pouring out his frustration or his family problem with me, and I was just giving him company. So uh, you know, if, if you're strong from the inside, wow, you don't have to worry about these things. But ultimately, what's the fault of my friend? I mean, he is yeah. he's into that habit, and he yeah. wanted my company. So I thought, let me yeah. let me just give him the company because if that gives him some soothing effect, if he's happy being with me, that's okay. He's not in any case forcing me to drink with him. Yes, so. And that's how I happily enjoyed my college life because I was part of almost all uh, good parties where others would drink and I would dance, but I would not drink. That's okay. <laughs> but I, I would have the better part of the fun, mm. except the thing which I thought was not proper for me. So I think this kind of clarity really helps. One doesn't have to feel uh, really under pressure to get succumbed to such things. I am not smoking not because I don't like smoke. I am not smoking because I don't think it's right. That's all. Yes, Matter yes. ends.
0: And, and you don't also go about judging people.
1: Not at all. Yeah. First of all, one should not be judging people. Secondly, it's my conviction. So, yes. I don't want to go and preach everybody else that yes. look, you are yeah. a fool because you are smoking or you are mm. drinking. Mm. That's not fair. Yes. I mean, everybody has to have their own way of learning things. I am convinced, therefore I am not doing it. Mm. But I don't want to judge anybody else. So... All the people in the hostel who used to drink or smoke, they were either my friends or my very good friends or my colleagues. And even today, we have very, very good relationship, family relationship. Hmm. That doesn't mean that I should be judging the person by hmm. habits. And it's not only that you don't judge, but you also help. Yes, absolutely. It helps. Yes. You know, I have learned and I think in my college days, my conviction grew further that the biggest Strength one can have is the inner moral courage, inner moral strength. If you are morally strong inside, you can be like rock solid steel. Nothing can be done to you. Nothing. Nothing can be done to you. Wow. And that helps. That helps in life. See, very soon people know you. And once they know you, they will not mess with you. Yes. And they will start respecting you. Yes. Uh, that is what I have seen in my life. Thing, amazing and and that happened in the college days and perhaps in this this also and it grew has, and it grew stronger yes. Yes. as I gradually came into my job and all that so yes,
0: yes. amazing I think uh th- th- this is this is a journey which everyone who's on the moral path uh, uh comes to that point where you initially it is uncomfortable but later on you are respected so much for what you are that that only adds your determination to be what you are
1: yes uh, I went to uh, for an Air Force interview mm-hmm. when I was doing my engineering okay. final year and a short service uh, selection board they call it SSB yes. and uh, in the interview they asked me uh, so I cleared all the initial rounds of um, aptitude test and mental and physical everything finally there was an interview round so they asked me gentlemen do you have any question to ask so, I asked them, well, is it possible for me to survive in Air Force without being corrupt? <laughs> that was too blunt a question, I guess. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but the gentleman who was heading, chairing the committee, he said, yes, it is possible. And you can certainly be a proud officer without having to indulge in any kind of corruption. That was over. When I came back, I went to my hometown and... To my disappointment, my mother was hospitalized then. So, I straight away went from uh, railway station to hospital. But she was better. And she was sitting on the bed and my father was sitting next to him. And I told them that I have been selected in Air Force. So, they were very happy. Tears started flowing down their cheeks. And then my father asked, Okay, what transpired? How How did your selection go and all that? So, I told them about this question that I asked in the interview. Believe me, my father stood up and he picked me up and he hugged me. Wow. And he said, I am really proud of you that you could ask this question in an interview. If you have that kind of conviction, you will go far in your life. So, somewhere I think if your parents give you that support and if they tell you that, look, this is the right path, you further go stronger in your conviction. That's what is important.
0: Wow. Amazing. So, so there was this desire
1: to serve the country? Yes.
0: The air certainly. force was
1: to serve the country? Yes, certainly. You know, I did my schooling, early childhood schooling from Saraswati Shishu Mandir, hmm. which is again a schooling system in which patriotism and respect for the nation is drilled down to you like a Bible. Hmm. And then, of course, balavikas at home and my parents, both who were very devoid, uh, devotees of Bhagwan, and both of them are very patriotic. And my grandmother, maternal grandmother and grandfather were freedom fighters. They had gone to jail. They had worked oh. with Gandhiji in Mysore. So so all this had an impact on my mind, young mind as a child. So doing something for the country is something which could come naturally. But I don't think it's unnatural. I mean I would I would say more than half of the children of this country would like to serve the nation if given right. a choice. Yes, Because that is what we teach in our schools. We yes. teach them about Bhagat Singh, we teach them about Chandrasekhar Raja, we yes. teach them about heroic you know, uh, deeds of Maharana Pratap, Shivaji and all yes. that. Yes. So every child would like to you know, become idols like them. So it was not unusual for me to think in those times. And still I had chosen to become an engineer. So mm. I would have in any case landed up as an engineer. And still I would have served the nation. And again, the notion that um, serving in the Indian Air Force or in IAS is perhaps the best way of serving the nation is wrong. Because every human being can contribute to the nation, is contributing towards the nation. Yes. The only question is whether he is, being, uh, he is realizing it or not and whether he is proud of it or not. That's that's the issue. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think everybody is doing it in some exactly, way or the other.
1: Exactly. And yeah. therefore every every citizen of this nation has to be proud of it. being citizen of this country and mm. being able to contribute to the society. Yes. If What's they feel wrong? yeah. If they feel
0: if they feel that way, perhaps their productivity and their inspiration to do what whatever they're doing will be higher.
1: Absolutely. And not only that, if they are doing something which is going against the ethics, which is go, which is going against the interests of the nation, it will curtail. Yes. The moment you start thinking about the nation building, Correct. that's how the nations are built. You know, yes. The fabric of a country depends on the moral values of the country. Absolutely. right. And how do you get the moral values of the country? When every citizen obeys those moral values, then only the country will have a value. Correct. So it doesn't make a difference only when few people are trying to change the system. It doesn't happen. Every citizen has to feel like that. So I am personally of the view that when the child is getting educated, Child has to be told that contribution to your country is one of the tasks that you have to do before you die. As simple as that. So, if the child is very clear, for example, he would not like to avoid taxes because he would know that this is something which is going against my nation. Yes. And so on. Yes. And so on. There are hundreds of things yes. that we can, yes. we do end up uh, doing every day in our life unknowingly. Mm. If we are made conscious of it, we will hesitate. Isn't that? Yes. We go and watch a patriotic movie. We come out. For the next couple of days, we are pretty patriotic. Yeah. And then <laughs> we don't do things which we normally would have done. Yes. So, it has an impact. Yes, yes. I think it's a, it is
0: it, that spark is there in everyone. Absolutely. Uh, it just needs that environment uh, for it to blossom and 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 really put into action in, in more enthusiasm but uh, when after you did your engineering as you said you know you could have contributed to the country in many ways but you chose to do is oh, what was the motivation this this was the only motivation that you thought is will give you more opportunities to serve the country
1: yes because uh, when i was in my college final year engineering uh, that is the age when almost all the students start thinking about their future career plans yes. So, a few of my colleagues were going to IIMs and do MBA. Some of them are planning to write GRA and go to foreign universities for pursue their post-graduations. I, for one, was wanting to do something uh, directly for the country, Mm. perhaps. Therefore, I went for Air Force selection also. And and, uh, after consulting my seniors and some professors, just got to know that perhaps... Indian administrative service provides more opportunities. So, I tried to write that exam and I finally succeeded. So, before that
0: you also did your public policy and management. It was in preparation of that?
1: No, no. Actually, uh, public policy and management course in IIM Bangalore was done after I came into IIS. It's an in-service course, oh, okay. which was sponsored by Department of Personnel and Training Government of India. It's a good course. I stayed in IIM Bay campus for a you know, year. And I did it uh, seven years after I joined the service. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, IAS was
0: very clear. You wanted to do IAS after engineering.
1: I wanted to write the exam. Hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then leave it to whether God. I'll,
1: and leave it to God, <laughs> whether i succeed or not. And uh, by His grace, I did succeed.
0: Yeah. So, uh, all this training of... Uh, of building this this moral character, this moral fiber in uh, um, in your student days, and especially in your uh, college days. Once you moved into a government service, how easy or difficult what it was to preserve this? Because I think now the challenges are much more, and and uh, the kind of situations you are dealing with are more complex.
1: Okay, I would rather give this answer in a more uh, elaborate manner Uh, one distinct advantage of being in Indian administrative service is that you cannot be lured so easily or forced to do something wrong if you don't choose to Mm -hmm. so when I joined the service I was an sub -sub collector then I was an assistant collector and then an SDO so you don't have to do anything wrong physically literally and uh, nobody will ask you to do things wrong and if somebody even expects you to do something wrong you can just put your foot down and say, no, I will not do it. Because you have the job security. Being a IAS officer, you cannot be thrown out so easily unless and until you commit mistakes or you do some grave error. Mm. But if you take a stand, which is justified and correct, nobody can touch you. They can only move you. They can only transfer you, yeah. which is a small thing. If mm. you are mentally prepared. When I joined my service, my first boss told me this. He said, look, you are part of a service in which you have almost immunity from everything and uh, if you take stand in your life nothing will happen to you just be prepared to get transferred 100 times that's all (laughs) if you're not worried about getting transferred nobody can touch you Hmm. so i took that lesson pretty seriously and i got transferred a couple of times quite early also but that's okay it's a very small thing one doesn't need to bother about it this is an advantage perhaps to an IAS officer or any All India service officer, which will not be there to everybody who enters the government service. Because if you are entering at a lower cadre, then if your seniors are forcing you to do something wrong, you will find it difficult. But I think this distinction only ends here. Beyond that, again, your internal conviction helps.
0: Mm.
1: My own belief is that if if you decide to take a stand right from the beginning, you start making a mark for yourself. See, people will know that you are not the kind of person who would get into this. And then they will just leave you alone. That's all. And if you are good at your work, if you are efficient, you will still be very, very useful into the system. Are we trying to say that we don't have people at lower rungs in various government systems who are not uh, nourishing their value systems or who are not sticking to it? There are. You will find peons, you will find drivers, you will find clerks, you will find office assistant, you will find everybody in system at every level. You will have have people who are honest, you have people who are not honest. So, if somebody is honest, it is his own internal conviction. That is why he is able to stick to it. So, it is not that difficult. I think we are unnecessarily demonizing the government as a system Mm. that if you have to join government system, you have to be corrupt. That is not the case. If you have decided to make your both ends meet with whatever you get, and you will stick to your basic value systems. I think one can still happily live for the entire career in government and still earn a good name for having done a good job.
0: Yes, amazing. And I think as you said, there are, there are enough people, honest people everywhere. And it's just that their stories never come out actually. And and that that, that is why uh, you you have this notion that, you know, uh, there are so many people are not doing the right thing because unfortunately, perhaps that is, those are the stories which come out.
1: Yeah, my, my feeling is that um, I don't normally blame anybody for that matter. But because we keep hearing negative stories around, we tend to believe that the entire system is rotten. Yeah. It is not. Yeah. There are few people in the system who are trying to defame the system. Majority of them are fence-sitters. Hmm. who if given a choice would like to become corrupt but <laughs> if somebody shows them a strong eye they would not like to become corrupt hmm. they would like to obey the yes. rules and there are bunch of people in every system who will not get corrupted whatever you may do yes so it's a mix of all yes but our our uh, ecosystem is such that we only talk about bad people we hmm. don't talk about good hmm. people hmm. But it doesn't make a difference. Uh,
0: were there any uh, instances in your life uh, which were really very tough situations like uh, dilemmas that really actually shook you when you are trying to be on this right path? And when you really, you know, felt, Swami, <laughs> where are you? You have to bail me out of this now.
1: Actually, uh, not. Okay. There have been many instances. But the dilemma will happen only when you are having a double thought. Hmm. If you have already made up your mind that this is wrong, I am not going to do it. Then matter ends.
0: And you are ready for any consequence.
1: And I am ready for the consequences. Then you have to only have the courage to say yes. that I will not do this. Sorry. Yes. Hmm. Now ball is in your court. See, why should I carry that burden on my head? So, if somebody asks me that, sir, you have to write this on the file because so and so has been wanting you to write this. Well, that is not correct. I will not write it. So, what I have to do? I can't lose my sleep for many days whether to write not to write how to say no how to, what will happen to me what will happen to me and all that instead of all that just remember Swami and say we will not do it matter ends so I convey it to back sorry I will not do it you choose what you want to do with me and as I told you being an Indian Administrative Service officer, it is not easy for you to get bullied like this. People yeah. don't bully you if you. Mm. They know that you mm. are not a kind of person who will accept this. Mm. You will not be put into such situations.
0: Correct. With time, so, you will. People have lost so much respect for you that yes. they themselves, as you said, feel so ashamed I, to ask you to do this. So
1: I have uh, been very lucky. I have never really not been put into a corner to be able to get worried like this. Mm. It's quite a comfortable journey for that way.
0: Hmm. I think once once your foundation is very strong and you you're so clear about it, then as Swami says, be clear and the rest will follow. <laughs> That's
1: right See what will happen? Yeah. worst that can happen to you is you lose your job. That's all. You're not going to lose your parents, you're not going to lose your family, you're not going to lose your uh, Swami's fold, his grace. Hmm. Then why worry? Why fear when I am here? That is what. Yes. So there have been many instances when I said, okay, quit if it doesn't get resolved this way, I am going to resign tomorrow. Okay. That's okay. I can uh, earn my livelihood once again. I can start from scratch. I can do something else. But it doesn't go to that extent. you mm. know. But that conviction helps. Yes. If yes. you have made up your strong mind Correct. that I am going to quit tomorrow, yeah. then automatically the situation will take a deter.
0: And
1: it and will, not, he will not
0: put you to that actually. He will never bring the situation uh, yes, to that yes.
1: And again, even, even if that comes... I think and some people may face that kind of situation yes. I may be luckier. I may be more uh, you know I may be having a larger grace of Swami that I didn't land up in this situation and there are many people we hear stories about where people yeah. have to land up in the situation even then I would say that as long as you have Bhagwan's grace you have your family your parents with you why worry are to shuru hai. It can start from scratch. scratch
0: yes, yes. Right? And and you never know, uh, if you are standing for Dharma, is, then uh, you don't know what new door Swami will open for you.
1: You see, a bird, when it tries to make a nest, when almost 90% of the nest is over, a strong wind will blow over the nest. Does the bird commit suicide? <laughs> it starts building the nest once again. again. So what? Hmm. If you have this kind of an attitude, I think life is going to be very easy for you all the time. Yes. You can always fly with. <laughs> you
0: can always fly. Always fly and always light. Yes, <laughs> because you're you're depending on your strength. And Absolutely. And and, and and on and the strength that he has given you. Uh, if
1: you if you are clear that it is not your position that you are. Uh, worried about it is yes. not your power that you are worried about it yes. is not your salary or your job that you are worried about it yes. is only your values and your conviction that you are worried about Correct. then nothing in life can actually bother yes. you
0: if you are attached only to him and not to everything that he has gifted you with
1: exactly everything can come and go no issues
0: <laughs> amazing but uh, uh, have there been any moments when where, where you so palpably felt his presence <laughs>
1: Swami's presence has been felt almost at every major occasion. Mm-hmm. And uh, but and, and therefore, uh, I am very pliable that way. I immediately run to Swami. <laughs> Normally, I don't wait for Him to come and remind me that, look, I am here. But yeah, there have been situations when He has reminded me that, look, you forgot. Mm-hmm. I am still around. You see, one such incidence, I was, uh, this was, I had gone to Washington for a course and uh, uh, my wife and my small one-year-old daughter were also with me. And one evening when we were staying in Washington in a hotel, my cousin came. He said, I'll take you to some far-off place uh, for dinner. So we went there. My daughter was very, very young. She was one year old. So Mm -hmm. she had to be given food and all that. And unfortunately, as it would happen, we... We reached that place but we lost the path. So finally when we reached, we were very late and everything was closed. So we had gone for a restaurant, a very specialized restaurant which was closed. And in that suburban city, there was nobody on the street to tell us how to get back to main main town Mm -hmm. and main highway. And my child started getting jittery. She started crying. And my wife was very worried. She said, what to do? The child is hungry. We have nothing with us. We have not been able to go to the hotel. And uh, I was very perturbed. And my cousin was always almost very nervous because he was the one who had mm. lost the uh, route. So there was a pub in which uh, people were drinking and dancing inside. So music, we could hear the music outside on the street. So I said, stop the car, let me go and take a chance. So I went inside the car, uh, inside the uh, bar and pub. And nobody was ready to talk because everybody were drunk mm. and most of them were dancing. So I couldn't stop anybody and ask them for you know, directions, naturally. So I came out. For after some time, I again gathered courage. I said, no, let me try once again because there is no one else around on the street to tell me where to go. And a couple was actually walking out from that pub. And I said, excuse me, I need your help. So they looked at me and they said, Oh, you are from India. And I said, Yes, I am from India. Land of Sai Baba? Oh my God. And they said, Land of Sai Baba? And I was, suddenly I was in shivers. I had, till then, I had forgotten that I should have prayed Swami by now. <laughs> and then both of them, they started walking towards my car. And then I said, Look, my young child is very hungry. We need to immediately go back. Kindly let us know how to go go out of this place, so that lady in the couple she said, "What's the name?" I said, "My child's name is Vibhuti." She said, "Oh, Baba's Vibhuti." <laughs> so I said, "Yes, it is Baba's Vibhuti." Kindly tell us the way, and believe me, they drove us. They said, "Just follow our car," and they almost drove it to the national highway, the state highway, and uh, immediately after reaching highway, they just waved and they just managed in one direction. And then we were back on the track. I can never forget that because My God. when I had forgotten everything else, I forgot Swami also. And then Swami somebody reminded us, you forgot me, but I don't forget you.
0: <laughs> I, I never forget you. Yeah,
1: so, wow. so there are numerous
0: such instances. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, someone saying, land of Sai Baba? You are from the land of Sai Baba? Yes. Uh, in a foreign land like that and in a place where no one is there. Yes. Amazing. Amazing. I think <laughs> There are so many occasions Like that. I think When when we look at our life Every day There are so many moments When he is actually Carrying us We don't even know That he is doing that for us
1: Yes Absolutely yes <laughs> You are right Yeah in Just, fact, In fact The very breath That we take Is because yes. of him Yes. Yes. We have to just remember it. Yes,
0: and but only some sometimes uh, he he does certain things like this. You know, I I compare it with uh, uh, with the Lingodhvom form. You know, when, uh, when yes <laughs> these are the Lingodhvom moments of our lives. Yes, when you you really see visibly a a a, a a a very fantastic manifestation of his presence, and you're shaken to oh my god, <laughs> do I realize in whose presence I am? But otherwise, I think all the time he's there. All uh, the time he's there. He's there. Amazing. And you, you, if you have to continue the uh, conversation uh, on uh, our conviction in Bhagwan, you know, in your talk you mentioned that initially, even though you had this uh, um, strong faith in Bhagwan and you 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 always believed in his teachings, still when you joined. Uh, the government service, public service, you had this tendency to hide your association with Bhagwan. You thought you know, that might not work to your advantage or someone might question about your devotion to Bhagawan And uh, So it was, it was always you were on the back foot when it came to your association with Bhagwan. But later on, uh, you said you became very open about it, very confident about it, very cool about it. So how did this transformation
1: happen? Uh, well, I always used to put Vibhuti on my forehead. Okay. So that itself was a matter of great amusement to my colleagues, because <laughs> even in my training in Masuri, when I used to put vibhuti, everybody would look at me and you know either pass a comment or just mm. make fun of me. That here comes some <laughs> devotee of some lord, kind of you know, <laughs> yeah, stuff. Because in our modern world, the <clears throat> sign of modernity is to be less uh, spiritual. Yes. And more so, at least you should not appear to be spiritual, even if you are spiritual in the core.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it should be something very private.
1: (laughs) Very private. So uh, initially, yes, it used to be a little awkward. Hmm. But uh, after coming to service also, I used to come to Puttaparthi in world conferences, youth conferences. So gradually I decided that, see, Swami is for me and I am His devotee. So if I am going to keep a picture of His in my room, this is not going to be a problem to anybody else. And if it's a problem, it's their problem, it's not my problem. Hmm. So I keep a picture of Swami. This is not to flount or this is not to, you know, tell everybody else who's coming to my room that you pray to my Lord. But there is no harm in telling everybody that I pray to this Lord. Yes. And this is what is my God. That's all. That's the only thing I do but the miracles that happened after that are mm-hmm. are phenomenal mm-hmm. because anybody who enters your room if he looks at swami's photo so either he reveals to me that yeah. i have also been to putuparthi or yes. my uncle or aunt is also sai <laughs> yeah. devotee something of that kind or uh, they would uh, smile and they would at least know that i am a god fearing man and uh-huh. i have a god here sitting yes. in my room whom i rever. yes that itself is a big statement correct so, what's wrong in making a statement yes. that I am yes. a God-fearing man and uh, I have respect for my Lord? There is nothing wrong in it. It helps.
0: It helps, actually.
1: Yeah. See, if it is fashionable to uh, to show around that I am not, uh, you know, a uh, uh, believer of God, it should be fashionable also to declare that I am a believer of God. Yes. <laughs> Why can't this be a fashion?
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> in fact uh, that's what i used to feel it many times that you know um, it should be fashionable for us uh, to to live his teachings because you know uh, because that
1: gives a kick to us <laughs> absolutely yes and again the bottom line is am i doing something wrong
0: yeah
1: i'm not doing something wrong <laughs> i'm only saying that i believe in this god yeah What's wrong in that? Yeah. If you don't believe, that's your problem. Fine.
0: As Bhagwan used to say, we yeah. are not
1: going to argue on this subject.
0: Correct. Yeah. But
1: I have a right to, yeah. uh, to make my
0: statement. Yes, yes, yes. And and as you very rightly said, I think the the uh, messages that go out
1: actually work to your advantage. Absolutely yes. You see, the moment you make a statement, you put Swami's picture in your room, or you put Vibhuti very strongly. These days, of course, I have also started putting some bhajans or some music at the background. The person who enters your room, you know, he gets conditioned. 80% Yes. 80% of his negativity is already neutralized. Correct. So, he, he he cannot think about saying or doing anything unnoticed. Exactly, Exactly. So, if he has come up with some bad intention or to say something negative, he will have to muster 100% more courage <laughs> to be able to overcome all <laughs> this and still say this. <laughs> so, you are making a situation conducive to yourself. Yes. But you are he? only encouraging the goodness in him. Absolutely. So, I think, therefore, we need to be bold in our statements. Yes. You know, a couple of years back when we had not banned smoking in India, Mm -hmm. people who used to smoke, and I have nothing personal against people who smoke because every human being is a good human being. And many of my very good friends who smoke are perfect and fine human beings. So, Mm. I love them. Mm. But as a matter of fact, we know that as a habit, smoking is a bad habit. But you know that all the TV advertisements and movies and all, anybody who smokes is considered to be a hero. (laughs) <laughs> and by corollary if you are not smoking you are a dump right <laughs> this is how the perception goes mm. that's how as a child mm. we look at and wow I mean, mm. oh, what a great hero I mean, hey,
0: someone who is who is lost you know missed all the fun in life yeah
1: and yeah and, and somebody loser. smoking is a masho man you know yeah. that kind of an image used to be created Yeah. but now we have a law where smoking in public is banned And now I am more courageous. If somebody smokes, I stare at him and the person suddenly feels guilty. (laughs) And he tries to hide his cigarette and he goes and tries to, you know, avoid smoking in public. So, it's just a question of perception. Yes. I am saying that I believe in my Lord and I am displaying it. Why am I shy about it? Yes. So, this is the difference. I think we need to be very clear about it.
0: Hmm. And I think with uh, what uh, generally happens that I have seen with youngsters initially initially they think it's a weakness but later on as you uh, very beautifully have also experienced it becomes actually your strength in unimaginable ways
1: absolutely it's a great strength
0: it's a great strength it's
1: a great strength and if you b- believe it then it can work for your advantage at every step yes it becomes your shield in fact
0: becomes your shield wow amazing Sairam, you just heard the first part of the conversation with Mr. Hari Ranjan Rao, a distinguished IAS officer. As on July 2016, when this conversation was recorded, he continued to serve as a secretary to the chief minister of Madhya Pradesh in the departments of tourism and public service management, as well as being the managing director of Madhya Pradesh State Tourism Development Corporation. In conversation with him was Radio Sai's Prashti. Dear listener, you may send in your feedback as always to listener at radiosci.org. Thank you and side up.